0: Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show.
1: Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula.
2: That'd
0: be us. You could it would be.
2: be good We're live. I'm yeah. live. I'm
1: alive.
0: <laughs> good morning. Barely, but I'm alive. Good morning, Chattanooga Yeah. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live on the air from the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. How are you, Robert? I'm doing well, Tony. How are you doing? I am glad to be back in town.
1: Yes, you have been uh, on the road again, as Willie Nelson used to say.
0: It sure seems that way. It was a <laughs> whirlwind trip.
1: Was it a, no? It was only a two-state tour, but you drove a clock across basically like three. No, three or four. states. I did Alabama. Okay, so it was a three-state tour. Okay,
0: Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi.
1: So three states. Out there in n- North Central Mississippi, where there's so much to see.
0: Yes. <laughs> there is. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the um, lack of anything in North Central Mississippi.
1: Yeah, basically from Tishomingo to Yazoo City, there's nothing out there. I mean, absolutely nothing.
0: So, here I'm. I'm, I'm going down, and for those of you that follow us on Facebook, you saw where our show won an award for. Uh, radio shows, audio programs. We uh, we came in second place. Really excited about that from SIOPA, mm-hmm. Southeastern Outdoor Press Association, and uh, really thought that was pretty cool. It was. So I went down to pick it up. So I leave Chattanooga Wednesday evening. The banquet's on Thursday. I'm going down there to do what they call breakout day, which is where... You get to meet with vendors and talk to vendors about new products coming out and different things. So I go down there. and um, But I'm going, and I decide I'd go down through North Alabama. Makes sense. And I, mean, I thought so. Um, my, my map app wanted me to go 59 down and hit 22 and go over. Okay. So I said, no, I like North Alabama better. So I'm going to go that way. So I did. So, but I'm in Huntsville, Alabama. It's about 7 p.m., and I'm not real hungry. And I said, you know, I'm going to wait, and I'm going to get something to eat at the next town. Oh. Uh, No. How far was the next town? Two and a half hours later. <laughs> um, I, I Now, in all fairness, in, in not taking jabs at, at at the great state of Alabama, Muscle Shoals was, was the next town that had food. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to get off the road to get it. And by the time I realized I had to get off the road to get it, all the food and everything was on one road there. Yeah. And by the time I realized that, I would have had to turn around. So I said, no, I'm looking at my map, right? Right. Next turn, 13 miles. Okay, there's got to be a town there. Uh, No. (laughs) No. So I finally get on the interstate seriously about two hours later i get on interstate and then i had to drive 12 miles on interstate to find something i'm like good lord there's nothing here so you were ready for gas station sushi you would have rolled the
1: dice and tried anything
0: (laughs) man it was it was so funny and i mean you can't do anything but laugh at this point oh yeah and so uh and and my plan was never to go to uh oxford that night my plan was to stop at some hotel and by the time i found a hotel that i would stay at i'm 45 minutes from oxford i'm like well this is silly go head on man head on (laughs) might as well ride it out so i did (laughs) uh i have not spent that much time on two lane roads in a long time uh and folks you need to kill more deer i'm just telling you oh yeah because there are there are too many deer <laughs> that that chew grass on the side of the road, which at ten o'clock at night is never good. No. I was trying not to be a uh, a statistic for the insurance industry. Oh, very good. Uh, and you know what else I saw a bunch of? What's that? Turkey? Foxes. Foxes. I saw a bunch of foxes. At night on the road. Okay. My mind went somewhere else, but all right. Like I'm talking furry foxes Okay. Like, steal chicken eggs.
1: Not like really good looking lady foxes. No. Oh okay. See that's what I was that's where I kinda went.
0: That was in that was in Oxford.
1: Oh okay. Ole Miss. Hottie Toddy. Good school, by the way. Is it? Yeah, it's actually a really good school. They have the William Faulkner Library down there. Gorgeous campus, too.
0: Have you read any Faulkner?
1: Yes. Yes, I have. Outstanding Southern writer. Outstanding Southern writer.
0: Uh, we'll get into outdoors here in a second. But one of the cool things that they had at our, our COPA banquet, they had a one-man show of William Faulkner. Oh, that, and it was kind of cool.
1: I bet. I'm sorry I missed that. I am sorry I missed that. But I did miss it for a good reason. I was at Ducks Unlimited. So I got to represent Tony Sanders at the banquet this week. How was the banquet? It was really, really nice. The food was good. Uh saw a lot of people I know. Um outstanding banquet. Uh they had a lot they had a lot of vendors. They had, gosh, they had, they filled up uh, jo- uh the Camp, Camp Jordan. Jordan Arena. Mm-hmm. They filled it up. Um they the had Vendors. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh they the uh Chad uh Choo Choo It's the choo-choo kettle corn. Oh, my gosh, that was so good. I don't know what flavor they had out there, but I about ate a bag before dinner. And uh, all the vendors you can think of, uh, car dealerships, uh, Kubota tractors, lots of other people were out there. So it was a very, very nice banquet, and they raised some money. And uh, we're really pushing the uh, Green Wing event. Um, That's the big kids event that's coming up in, I believe it's, March 14th uh-huh. at Covey Creek Farms. Uh, they wanted to let everybody know if you have grandkids or children or small youth that this event will be going on again and they want it even bigger than last year and last year was absolutely
0: huge. They want right. to see
1: even more kids out there. They're using a lot of the funds they made from this banquet to help out with the DU Greenhead event. So,
0: Cool. And that's going to be when? Uh, March 14th. Cool. You know, It's hard to
1: believe that's not that far away. No, it is not. No, it is not.
0: At all. It's not that far away.
1: Nope. So who all did you
0: see at SIOPA? The usual suspects. (laughs) (laughs) Saw Larry Ray. Larry Ray won an award as well. He did. uh, In the radio. And then um, uh, J. Wayne Fears, who is... uh, Prolific outdoor rider? Would that be a good way of saying that? Yes, most definitely. Um, Jim Cassidy was there. Oh, good. You know what? The the problem is, though, and, and I fit this category, is the outdoor riders are getting older.
1: I would agree with that statement in general, but I think we should also apply it to the outdoors is getting older in general. I know one of your big pushes in the TWA is to get youth involved, and I think that's a great thing that DU is doing with that youth event. I think other organizations need to follow that lead because we are losing the youth. Because if you look at uh, any hunting event, it's a lot of very gray-haired guys and a lot of small, and when I mean small, like young kids that they can't leave at home by themselves. The teenagers are not there. The 10-year-olds are, may or may not be there. But anywhere from 10 to 18, we've lost them. And if they don't continue that tradition of hunting or fishing or, or being outdoors between 10 and 18, they won't pick it up as an adult. But I don't know what the answer is to get them outdoors other than have great events like we do.
0: Well, it's, there's no doubt that the the youth are missing a lot of places. And and uh, how we get them, how we get them to engage? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 a tough one.
1: I don't know either. That's I, if anybody's got any ideas, let us know because w- that's that's the hard part right now is getting the kids outdoors. And I mean, yeah, the Seopa is a bunch of gray haired guys. It really is, and and I'm starting to fit that category more and more every day. Starting. Thank you, Tony. I was being polite, but. Uh, so much. Well, so much for polite. That just went out the window. Come on, to talk to John, and
0: you can sit there and all right. Try to convince yourself you're still young. Okay. Hey, John. Hello. Good morning. Good morning.
2: Good mo- Rob, I hate to tell you, none of us are. None of us can go back and stay young.
1: Oh, I realize that. It's just um, I didn't think <laughs> I was as gray as I was until a lot of people have been pointing that out lately. So apparently, it's becoming much more
0: noticeable. He's, he's fifty, John.
2: Um, Rob, I heard your 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 commercial for us. As um, I was driving in this morning, and it made me realize I hadn't gotten a hold of you or Tony this week to tell you that um, to ask you get the word out that we don't have phone service at the moment because um, when the events of Monday occurred, um, we haven't had we haven't gotten our wonderful phone company to um, respond to us and come out and get our phone lines moved. So if any of loyal listeners have tried to call us this week or anybody might have heard it and tried to call us this week, we're not answering because we are not able to at the moment.
0: I, I'm surprised. I, they, you know, they always take care of commercial first. Obviously that's going out the window, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, We were thought we were going to have phone service back by Thursday, but our phone company decided to cancel all of our phone lines because they didn't understand we were just wanting to get moved. And We finally got that back. We finally got them to put those back, but they still haven't set up a technician or anybody to call us. So uh, if anybody's tried to call this week, I apologize. We have not been able to answer. We're not trying to ignore your calls. Uh, but we just don't have any way of answering the office phone numbers at sure. the moment.
0: And and, and for this is John Beatty of Beatty Fertilizer, and their offices burned on Monday. Correct. And uh, did did the plant was the plant spared and all that? Just on only the offices. Plant was the plant. The,
2: fortunately, they're two separate buildings. Um, the plant was not touched. We have actually still been up and running this week. Okay. Um. My head of maintenance shut the power off to the offices before the, fire, before the firemen hit it with their foam and water. Right. Which managed to save our computer hard drives, which we have gotten all that information back. And um, we lost, I think, two computers, but the bulk of our information, we got back and had a chance to back it up again. And I do want to give a shout out to the Cleveland um, first responders, the fire department and the EMTs that were there. Um, they were absolutely um, first rate, courteous and were there, you know, within just minutes of the call and um, we're very grateful for them. And, um, you, you know, they were a blessing on Monday and I'm glad we have them. I just hope I never have to use them again.
0: I understand. Well, I'm glad everybody is uh, was safe, and uh, and un- unfortunately for you, you've got a lot of work you're having to deal with. But uh, hopefully, the you're making progress, John.
2: We are. Uh, we got started. Um, you know, we were a bit shell shocked the first day or two afterwards, but um, we started the cleanup process. It's going to continue the next little bit. So. Um, I'll let you know. Hopefully this coming week we'll have our phone service back, and I'll I'll make sure to let you know once that happens. But, yeah, if anybody's listening and trying to call, please be patient with us, and we're going to try try to get things back to normal just as quickly as possible.
0: Well, John, that sounds good, and uh, tell all of your your people we're thinking of you, and uh, and glad that, uh, again, no one got hurt.
2: Appreciate it, Tony, and I hope you and Rob enjoy your wet, wild, and wonderful weekend. Thank you Thanks so much, John. All
0: right, bye. Bye. John Beatty of Beatty Fertilizer, and uh, talking about the fire they had on Monday. Longtime sponsor, and uh, really glad that nobody got hurt. So, no doubt. Anyway, Tony Sanders Outdoors. We're going to go pay a bill, so go and come right back. We'll be back in just a moment.
3: It sits above the mantle
0: on a couple Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, for your outdoor toys... Whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm.
1: Sports' warehouse has always supported the Chattanoom community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsman's.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway.
3: Welcome back. Tony
0: Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. Guess what else I brought home from Lone Oaks? What
1: else did you bring home?
0: Fresh Canadian Sandhill Crane.
1: Ooh. Fresh Canadian Sandhill Crane. I I like Sandhill Crane. It tastes very, very good.
0: I started to call and see if you wanted part of this. Is it already eaten? Not yet. Oh, okay. But I noticed I didn't call you either. No, I noticed that. (laughs) it's kind of funny. So, um, one of the guys, I think we talked about TWRE. Several of the commissioners went to Canada, and they went sandhill crane hunting and duck hunting and stuff. So they brought back some some stuff. But the funny part was, so he, Jimmy asked me, he goes, "You want some sandhill crane?" I said, "I'll never turn down sandhill crane." So he reaches in his cooler and he pulls out this sandhill crane breast and a wing. <laughs> and okay, because of transport transportation right right (laughs) so i've got this bag of of breast and then this wing it's like four feet long (laughs) i just had to laugh it was funny but uh anyway so that is now uh marinating at my house very nice very nice i will be craning tomorrow
1: you're craning tomorrow, okay? Well, I'm chiliing today. I'm making some chili today and running some errands, but I'm making a venison chili, and I got a recipe from a very good friend of mine. And it's good. Yes, it is. So thank <laughs> you for the recipe.
0: Good for you. All right, so what's happening in the world?
1: Well, um, you just came back from a TWA meeting, and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. went on there. Uh, there was... a According to the press release from the TWRA, there were updates on chronic wasting disease and mm-hmm. ongoing turkey research project. Yes. Uh,
0: and and let's, let's talk about the turkey. Okay. Uh, and and I get, I get a lot of, there's a lot of passionate turkey hunters, and I've talked to a lot of them here about what's happening to our turkey. There was a couple of things that was really interesting that came out of this. This is a third year i believe maybe yes third year of a five-year study and they're looking at the things that are causing the decline in theory of turkeys and 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 the 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 turkey guys are very adamant that the 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 number of turkeys are going down well a couple things number one the harvest is not an indication that the turkey population is declining The harvest is a function of the harvest. Okay, yeah. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. Uh, But what what they discovered was, after three years, what they've discovered was the hunting aspect is not having, there's not an indication that's actually having much of an effect at all. So we're not over-harvesting the birds.
1: That's good to know.
0: But... We are significantly and significantly is defined as 10% below what it main, it takes to maintain a healthy flock of turkeys. Interesting. So think about that. And, and what makes it even worse is they've identified six or seven factors uh, and it's a compounding effect. So if we're 10% below on the number of uh, eggs, then we're going to be ten, per- and we're ten percent below on the number of uh, pulse that survive to adulthood, or the number of eggs that hatch. This kind of compounds, so we we're in a it's it, it's serious. There's a serious issue, or that appears to be an issue, and that's got to be addressed. And a lot of it is is stemming from habitat. Okay. A lot of your turkey hunters will tell you that it's coyotes. The study indicates it's not the coyotes. Uh maybe raccoons, maybe possums. Um once the eggs hatch and the pulse everything becomes a predator at that point.
1: Oh yeah. Um I was thinking it was also somewhat environmental where We've had a we had an exceptionally wet spring and then we went into drought and we had the drought year in twenty sixteen which I know threw everything off and then we've had a, a flood year and then we haven't had like what I would consider to be a normal weather year in a couple of years. We've either been way too much one way or way too much the other way.
0: Doctor Bueller said that. Oh he, he said, I want a normal year so I can just see what normal looks like.
1: Right. Okay, well at least um, at least I'm thinking
0: and Logically. and probably the biggest thing is if you look at the amount of water that we've received and specifically from the 21st of May uh for about a 10 to 10 day to 2 week period uh substantial rain during that time you end up with a high mortality of of newly hatched turkeys makes sense so there's a lot of stuff i mean there's two more years left in the study and and but they're very confident in saying that the issue appears to be uh a lot of things but hunting is not necessarily one of them now okay. that doesn't mean that we're not going to make changes to things and think but that doesn't appear to be the the significant issue the the most amazing part of this was they've been doing habitat work they've got and they've got three or four hundred birds that are now radio tagged but they've been doing habitat work and they can actually see where the birds are raising their youngs. that once they once the birds are or the, the youngs are hatched they'll actually go in there run the mother off of the nest radio tag the poults and then uh, and follow them and see what how how, how far how many I them make them to independent uh, adult.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: it's really a very fascinating study. And th- again, the issue seems to be a lot of things other than hunters, um, and it's not the coyotes. Uh, it's it's it seems to be habitat and environmental as much as anything.
1: I've got a question. How do they? Radio tag, because when I think radio tag, I'm thinking those collars they put on bears out west that are, what are the radio tags they use for turkeys? Because you couldn't do Smaller. that. For, okay. <laughs> okay, thank you, Captain Obvious. I appreciate that. <laughs> I couldn't have figured that one out. Yeah, let's just put this bear, bear tracker on a turkey. You know, I. I
0: <laughs> Look, I, it can't fly.
1: I don't know. Okay. Um, I didn't know if it was like something inserted under the skin. like No,
0: typically it's going to be a collar that, uh, or a tag. Okay. That is, is very small, kind of RFID type. Yeah, okay. Makes uh, sense.
1: I just didn't know what kind of tags they used. Not that not you could have told me something and I would have believed you, but.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't do that to I, you. I know. But it was very interesting to get an update on the turkeys. Because that is probably one of the things I hear the most about around here. Really? Is the turkeys. Hmm. Yeah. So, CWD is, um, oh, Let's take a break. I want to talk about something that developed in the CWD world
1: okay. that uh, we did not anticipate. Okay, I, I would, I, I want to hear this. So this okay. would be really good.
0: All has to do with landfills.
1: You have piqued my interest, sir.
0: We'll be right back on Tony Sanders outdoors. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late.
1: Whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. You'll find name brand products at better prices. Now, if you don't see the gun you want at the store, go to sportsmans.com for over 8,000 additional additional guns to choose from. You can have it shipped directly to the store with everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special discounts. Be sure to like and follow them on Facebook too and look for special events, promotions and prizes. Sports Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway.
3: Leaves are
0: turning. Welcome There's back. Tony Sanders the Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. Rainy Saturday morning. All right, so here's what we didn't expect. We had uh, a situation where the landfills in western Tennessee during the CWD area came in and said, you know what, we don't want to take CWD deer. That could be a problem. Could be?
1: Yep. No, no, it is be. Oh, it is be, it, it, is is be problem? it is be a problem. It is be a problem. Uh, okay.
0: So the land uh, all the landfills in that area said no, we're not going to take them.
1: Um okay, now what?
0: <laughs> well, great question.
1: Robert, the only thing I can think of is incineration. Okay? Problem with
0: incineration.
1: You've got to have an incinerator. That would be that would be one of the primary things you need for an inciner- uh, to incinerate is an incinerator. Yeah. Just to give you an idea, part of the
0: issue here: there is an incinerator at Ellington Agriculture, owned by the Department of Ag. Right. Cost about a half a million dollars, and is capable of incinerating two horses a day. I've, been,
1: I've been up there. I've seen that thing. Yeah. Two horses a
0: day. We've got hundreds of deer. Yeah, granted they're not the size of a horse, but no. they're still.
1: You put enough of them together, it'll be the size of a horse, right? And you're talking hundreds of deer. Yes. We're going to need a really big incinerator. All
0: right. Second problem. Okay. You need an incinerator that's mobile.
1: Okay. We're, I'm seeing a. I'm I'm sensing a theme here. We've got a big problem that I don't see any immediate solutions to because if it has to be really big, and it has to be mobile. Those two words do not go together in incinerator and mobile and huge do not all go together. Correct. Okay.
0: So third issue is the mobile incinerators get to about thirteen, fourteen hundred 1,400 degrees.
1: That doesn't seem very high, but go ahead.
0: Well, what do you think they cremate humans at?
1: I'd say about...
0: These are things that I would never thought I would know in my life.
1: I would say humans are... Create- created cremated let's try it again they're cremated at I'd say about two thousand 1500 okay well it's 500 off what's 500 degrees between friends
0: all right so these get to 1314 humans cremated at 15 okay now understand they're burned up all right right but the the whole purpose is, of cremation is to to eliminate or me back up not the whole purpose the part of the issue with cremation is you wanted to actually destroy anything that needs to be destroyed
1: right like the prion that causes yeah. cwd
0: ask me what it takes to to kill the 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 prion how much 1800
1: and we're cremating at 13
0: mhm
1: again this is problem number 4 would you like to add another sir
0: <laughs> cuz <'Cause laughs> so so what's happening is and and we're all the we are going to a we are going to an incinerator system. There's no doubt. Okay. A mobile incinerator. What we're going to do, that what we have to do, is the same thing they're doing in Mississippi. They're cremating them, or I'm sorry, they're they're incinerating them, and then they're collecting the ash, and burying the ash.
1: Okay. And the landfill will not accept that ash
0: either. I'm assuming. Probably we' okay. We're not in a situation where we're actually doing that at this point, right, but I would assume not, okay, so we have actually created our own deer landfill at the wolf river w m a now, the beauty of of what I've learned, obviously, if you have ashes that you're burying, they take up a lot less space than a, than a whole deer carcass, yes. All right, so you have less space. Um But you still have a a functioning live prion. Hmm. So we want to bury them at, uh, y- you've got to bury them, and you want to bury them in clay soil. There's a whole lot of science to landfills. I didn't know this either, but there is. But... The clay soil will actually bind with the prion and make it inactive. So you incinerate them, and uh, gather the ash, bury the ash. The ash, the prions leach out from the ash, can contact the soil, bind up, and then become inactive.
1: I'm so glad I'm listening to Tony Sanders outdoors because this is the educational portion of the show. It's pretty cool. Uh, it that's amazing to me. But
0: we did lose the landfills there, so we 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 built a we're built a temporary landfill at the WMA, and as you can imagine, it's got people all upset. I'm sure, I'm sure the commissioner in
1: that area is getting a lot of phone calls. Well,
0: on top of that, is you have people who should be a little um, more responsible putting out. False information. So it was really it was really interesting. Yeah, there was there was an email that came out that said that we said we said mm-hmm. TWR said do not eat the deer in, in the CWD zone. We have never said that. Our recommendation is this. It's the same one that the Centers for Disease Control use. If you have a deer that tests positive for CWD, you should not eat the meat. Now, people will point to you and say, hey, there's never been a case where that prion has resulted in a, a situation for humans. I give you the same. It hasn't crossed species. Gotcha. However, CWD, CWC, No, CDC. CDC. CWC. Yeah, there's too many C's. The CDC says don't eat contaminated meat, contaminated being defined as tested positive for CWD. That's what we as an agency are going to say. If the Center for Disease Control says don't do it, don't do it. Right. Which is why we have given you extra tags. You kill a CWD deer, then you will get a tag. To replace that one that you killed.
1: So that I can go shoot one that may not be CW. Exactly. Makes sense to me.
0: Now, of all the deer that were killed, we've ended up w- with 203 positives, I believe, at this point. Yep. So, that's between last year and this year.
1: Honestly, that's not that much.
0: I mean, I know I know it's here,
1: but that's not, in consideration of all the deer in that area, right. 203 is, a, is, is a, I agree. it's not that significant.
0: So. It is something that we're very much aware of. Something that we're working on, and uh, something that there is no solution on at this time. Uh,
1: there was another. I don't. I guess. I guess y'all have to deal with a lot more false information coming out. People were saying I saw something on several forums that said, "Watch out, deer have tuberculosis." Don't. Don't. No. No. It's bovine tuberculosis, and it's only in a certain couple of counties in Michigan where it's happening. It is not nationwide. It is not in Tennessee. And somebody said it's – I saw somebody say it was in Tennessee. I'm like, no, it's not. So I don't know who starts these rumors. You,
0: but You mean the bov- bovine tuberculosis was a, uh, a, a bovine um, excrement?
1: yes. Yes, the, the, the conversation about bovine tuberculosis was bovine excrement. So yes, you are correct. So I'm calling B S. Good. Or actually in this case B E.
0: Yeah, we were trying to be nice. Yeah. So anyway, that's kinda some of the stuff that came out. Um the um it it, it was the other thing they did is they kinda they look back on the last year. Do you realize CWD was just actually discovered less than a year ago?
1: It seems longer than that, but now that you mention it, it seems like December it December 2018.
0: This. I was in Nashville when it happened. I remember we were at a commission meeting, and we had a special called meeting just a few days later. And, I mean, it was, it's hard to believe it's only been a year. Mm. So. Unreal. Yeah. So that's what's happening. <laughs> that's what's happening uh We talked about our, our radio award and, and really very honored to get that. Uh, kudos to Richard Sims won four awards, including a first place for best uh, article about a where our convention is one of the things that we do, using a mouse to catch a cap. It was really a great article that won first place. Uh, and look at the look who second place, Jim Cassida. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so Richard is, Richard is, 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 is as good as I get.
1: Richard is an outstanding, exceptional outdoor writer.
0: He won second and third in the weekly newspaper. Mm-hmm. And then he won third place in uh outdoor entrepreneur project. So way to go, Mr. Sims. Mm-hmm.
1: And our uh, good friend, uh, Chris Holmes out of Louisiana yep. won a photograph competition. He came in second and it was an Awesome photograph I I thought that should have been first place But that was a really good photograph He did Uh, There were a lot of other categories uh, Magazines, conferences, industry Etc. and so on But uh, like you said Our good friend Larry Ray out in West Tennessee Won an audio program award Mm -hmm. So uh, Mr. Ray, congratulations Keep up the good work Kind of cool
0: All right Paying a bill. We shall be right back after doing that. All right. Tony Sanders Outdoors.
1: Well, my baby, she's been watching all my
3: hunting videos.
1: Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies has years of local knowledge knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check
0: them out at Beatty's Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, and as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and
1: Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472 472 and check
0: them out at Beatty's Fertilizer.
2: 423-280-3677.
0: Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this Saturday morning. Wrapping up the first hour. Man, it's hard to believe the first hour is done. It is. Uh, what do we got calendar-wise coming up? On uh, November
1: 8th at the Camp House, 149 East Martin Luther King, the Fly Fishing Film Tour is coming back. Doors open at 7. VIP seating will start earlier than that. VIP tickets are 50, and at the door or buying them online or through a Trout Unlimited member, they are 20. So come down and watch a lot of great films, really, really good films on November 8th. The 18th and the 19th of January of next year is the 29th annual Sand Hill Crane Festival. It's going to be out at Hiawassee Refuge. All kinds of great vendors and programs and shows, and you get to see a whole bunch of Sandhill Cranes out there. Great day for the kids. They've got all kinds of events. So that's coming up on the 18th and 19th of January. Uh, February 8th, the Silverdale Wild Game Dinner will be at Silverdale Baptist Church. Doors open a ballpark around 4-ish, thereabouts. And then on March 14th, the DU Greenhead Youth Event out at Covey Creek Farms, starting about 11-ish. And if you have children, you need to go ahead and mark that date because that is a great event. All, kids get backpacks full of stuff. They get to try fishing, archery, shotgunning, mountain biking, you name it, they can try it. And all the, a lot, all the conservation groups are out there, and it is also a great event for kids to experience lots of different stuff.
0: So, what do you got against the Bayside Baptists?
1: I did not get that information yet. It's it's always the same date. Is it the same date? But it's not this year, and they it's didn't February first. It's a,
0: always the first Saturday of February. Okay, well, period.
1: I'll put the I'll put the Bayside Baptist in there. I
0: don't want you picking on the Bayside. I like I'm not Bayside. picking
1: on Bayside. I'm said I'm putting Bayside in there. As soon as I figure out how to work the darn computer, I'm going to put Bayside in there. <laughs> darn it.
0: You're a curmudgeon.
1: Well, I don't start with me.
0: And you're worried about being gray and old. Yeah, I'm
1: losing it. The first, the, so it's what? February 1st. Okay, oh, 01, Nine.
0: 2020. Dead. Darn it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's just do this on the fly. Why not? Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors.
1: Tighten your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. If I can make a
2: living from walking in the woods.
0: Welcome back. Tony Centers outdoors, hanging with you this beautiful Saturday morning. If you define beautiful as water falling from the sky, cloudy, gray, kind of rainy, misty. Yeah. I mean, it rained a lot yesterday. Oh, it did. It did indeed. It was so coming. nobody's down. having any flooding problems? But we were talking about we hadn't had rain in a few months. Well, we're getting in now. A
1: little late, but yeah, we are. I mean, better late than never. Granted, but we don't need it. We don't need our entire drought taken care of in one to two days. Thank you very much, Mother uh,
0: Nature. We're looking at the weather. Look at the weather out right there. Uh, yeah, Tennessee's wet.
1: Yeah, it's yellow and
0: green. I'm guessing. We um, orange stopped um, near the Tennessee River on the other the other the other time it crosses the interstate, or the interstate crosses it. Uh, and they said down there that they were expecting three and a half inches of rain that day yesterday wow so. it's
1: it's heavy out in West Tennessee. I can tell you that right now,
0: which is where I was,
1: so you got to drive through it all the I way did, home
0: all the way home uh the entire forever drive home yes
1: where where there's so many things to stop and it, where there 's so many places to stop and eat and use other facilities and stuff like that yeah you were you were in the middle of what I call armpit nowhere.
0: No, that was Mississippi I was in.
1: Oh. We were on 840 for like an hour, and there's nothing out there either. No, there
0: is true. We were on the phone at that point. Yeah. I was, <laughs> there's nothing. Nope, not on 840. Hey, uh, saw a news story that you had put in show prep, which I thought was kind of interesting. Okay. Big sporting goods, reports, new gun policies, cost the company serious money. Now, I told you I had seen this story several times, and I didn't know that it was absolutely true or not. Right. And I did fact check this. So uh, according to this, Dick Sporting Goods uh, continues to deal with ramifications after halting the sale of certain firearms and implementing controversial purchase requirements for buying a gun in February 2018. Due to a surge of calls for more anti-gun control laws, a number of brands began taking a stance against guns and gun rights. Activists, Dicks, on the other hand, took it upon themselves to create their own corporate policy, a move which has cost the chain around a quarter of a billion dollars.
1: That's a lot of money.
0: Now, could this explain why our friends at Sportsman's Warehouse, which didn't take this... Uh, position, were able to acquire six of the Dick stores um, under the Field & Stream brand.
1: Hmm. Does I that explain that? It very well could. I did not realize that Field & Stream was under that. Oh, store. yeah. I yeah, did not yeah, realize yeah.
0: it. Yeah. So I'm thinking when, when we had ran the story, what, um, a month ago that uh, Sportsman's Warehouse had acquired six Field & Stream locations. From North Carolina to New York, correct. The first thing that thought to my my or came to mind was that Dix was trying to um, <laughs> uh, to gain some cash because they were they were hurting. <laughs> a quarter of a billion dollars, I'd say. Yeah, they are hurting. Wow. Ed Stack, <laughs> who is the CEO, uh, ordered basically all the guns off the shelves. Uh, start selling firearms to anybody under 21, which again, none of these are, are laws. These are just what they chose to do. If we really think these things should be off the street, we need to destroy them. That was another thing that kind of really gained him the ire of a lot of people. He didn't send the guns back. He destroyed them. Um, now, they could have, if if you wanted to take a social position, you could have given them to police officers. Could have. You could have, um, you could have done a lot of things. Destroying them was also one of the things you could have done. And that was the one that they chose. So, again, that really ticked off a lot of people. And it's it. it honestly, <laughs> it it's been proven time after time that none of this crap works anyway. So they're making themselves feel good, and I'm glad that's what you're allowed to do in America. You can do what you think makes you feel better. Well, Mr. Stack, you have cost your shareholders a lot of money.
1: A lot of money.
0: Uh, in, a, in an interview, Stack reveals several Dix employees cautioned him about the stance he was taking, but he persisted anyway and still stands by his decision. The hunting category is a sizable part of our business. However, there have been an overall slowdown in sales in this category since the announcement of the new firearms policy. Stack wrote in the company's 2019 annual report. Despite this, we continue to believe that the implementing this policy is the right decision for our athletes and our communities. In fact, if we could go back and revisit, we would still make the same choice today. Well, Mr. Stack, you're an idiot. Yep. I'm sorry. Uh you know, what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. I am glad I, I, I give him I'm gonna give him credit. He took a position and and has stuck with his guns. I will give him credit for that. In the world of wishy-washy people, I have to give Mr. Stack credit there. The problem is, it's not his money. It was his shareholders' money. And I guarantee you, if they continue losing money, even though Mr. Stack's dad started the company, Mr. Stack's going to be looking for a job. I would think so. quarter of a billion dollars is, is real money. And they're building... A new Dix right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, at Hamilton Place small and I hope it fails. Not that I have anything against uh, the people that work there. I have a lot against the company, and I really don't like the people that work there either. <laughs> I don't. I've, no. I've, I've I've had issues with Dix for years. I don't go to Dix. I don't buy anything there. I don't understand how the
1: maybe you're the economist and the accountant and. I always ask the monetary questions because I just can't wrap my brain around this stuff. It, he said, first of all, his virtue signaling, and I will, I'm with you. If he's going to virtue signal and say this is what we believe, he is stuck to it. I'll give him that, and I'm, I'm with you on that. He says, "He we despite this, we continue to believe implementing this new policy is the right decision for our athletes and our communities. All right, athletes. He wants to sell sporting equipment. Out, outfitting a kid for soccer, you need shirt, pants, socks shin guards, soccer ball, cleats. How much is that versus the sale of outfitting somebody for hunting or for fishing or archery or whatever. I think the outdoor products are going to be higher tag items.
0: Well, they are, but there's not the market there's the market's much smaller. Okay. All right. So
1: Yeah, you don't buy a gun every season.
0: If you're I mean, if you're if you want to get into the economics of it, the the hunting and fishing community is 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 fifteen percent or less the other eighty five percent so you know here but here's the thing number one one of their stores was called field and stream that's what sportsman's warehouse just bought six of <laughs> all right yep field and stream field and stream magazine field and stream think about field and stream <laughs> okay we're gonna take guns away we're not gonna sell them anymore
1: so it's just stream
0: Yeah. So that and see that's that's the issue it was a it again i give him credit he took a position uh and, and he and he's he stood by his convictions now the problem is nowhere in there does he talk about the community of of hunters and fishermen because he's not taking care of them and and so that's the point that i think he needs to understand uh and i think i think mr stack is getting the lesson. Uh, Again,
1: expensive lesson
0: yeah, well, that's you know he put his mouth where his money is, and that's okay uh again in in all this full disclosure, I cannot stand the store. I do not go into the store. I haven't been in the store. The last thing I bought from the store was about eight years ago. They were running tree stands on sale day after Thanksgiving for seventy nine dollars and I bought three of them because it was a great buy. They were ladder stands. We're mm-hmm. gonna take them, put them up at Corky's, mm-hmm. and they were wide, so I could I could have uh, Hunter up there with me or whatever. Yeah, that's the last time I bought anything there. I don't, I don't I don't care about the store if it is not in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I will lose no sleep at all because I don't shop there. But when I see somebody take a position and they go specifically after a contingent of people. That I have an affinity for, the people that the youth that shoot, the uh, hunters, the fishermen. I hope their company suffers. I own no stock index. All right. If I own stock, I would be shorting it, which means I'm betting on the price to go down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think you would have won that one. I should
0: have when I sh- And see, that's where I should have I should have been a, a, a paying attention. And when the guy came out and took this position, I sort of sorted the stock then. I could have made money and then gone in. And... Now, on another note, okay, this is a freebie. This is no stock advice, right? Right. So I bought some Sportsman's Warehouse stock. I read an article in the Wall Street Journal that said Sportsman's Warehouse was actually poised to do well. So I said, what the heck? So I bought some stock. S- so It's bought- doing well. <laughs> So you own stock. I do own stock in Sportsman's Warehouse. You are a shareholder. I am, huh. absolutely. So and apparently, a lot of people think you also
1: work there too.
0: Apparently that too. <laughs> but anyway, it was, uh, so thanks to the guy that wrote the article in Wall Street Journal, I've made some money off of it. <laughs> All right, let's go pay a bill, and we'll take this call when we come back. Tony Sanders outdoors.
3: the ducks hit the high baller shut up the dog, stare at the water i'll say when hold on your way hit them boys boom 12 gauge out in the
1: Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty's
0: Fertilizer.com. .com Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the 2nd Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late.
1: Sportsman's Warehouse has always supported the Chattanoom community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at Sportsman's.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee
0: Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors coming to the phones to Jason. Hey, Jason, how you doing?
3: Hey, Tony, how are you this morning?
0: I am having a ball.
3: Good deal. Hey, I was just going to kind of chime in on conversation, what you were okay. having about dick's sporting goods there's so much i don't like about that store the name included um i just you know and when you say you hope you hope they go out of business or you hope they don't open a store i'm you know i don't think there's anything wrong with that um i know a lot of people would come down and say well you're talking about losing you know people losing jobs people losing this well if if a dick's sporting goods closes I guarantee Cabela's, or Sportsman's Warehouse, somebody else in the area will pick up the business, and they'll hire the people to accommodate the extra business. So,
0: yeah, the um, yeah. and and, and I tell you, I'll tell you where my my conflict. I went in; uh, they actually had an uh, one of their sales associates in hunting was quoted in the newspaper inaccurately about hunter safety laws in Tennessee. Now, at the time, I had only been a hunter safety instructor for 20 years, um, and I felt like I was pretty knowledgeable of the the, the rules. And I went yeah. in and, and actually spoke to the guy that was quoted in the paper and showed him in the regs where he was wrong. And he said, well, I'm going to stick with my story. And I said, but it's yeah. wrong. <laughs> and And what it was is he quoted Alabama law. And I said, Well, that's kind of a different law than Tennessee law. And and, and it just it didn't go well in it my relationship yeah, see, it, went down it's after stuff that. Like
3: that. Exactly. It's stuff like that and you know, the fact that they're doing what they're doing with the guns that, you know, they don't care about the consequences. Now they they're gonna care, you know, eventually when sure. they start losing enough business that, you know, stores are closing.
0: Well, you know, Sportsman's did buy, just bought six of their stores. Uh, I heard you say that. Yeah. That was encouraging. Yeah, they bought, uh, they bought, well, the. I had, and actually, for those of you who follow me on Facebook, I'd actually gone to the Asheville, North Carolina store as the Field and Stream store because I mm-hmm. had never been in one, and that was the first time I'd seen one. My wife would, had been out shopping, and we had gone by a certain to, uh, an outlet area, and there it was. So I said, I'm going to go in there and see. And we walked around the store, and uh, and it was uh, there was nothing spectacular about it, but it was a nice store. And
3: yeah, I've it, been in them. I've and, been in
1: them. I bought stuff.
0: And Sportsman's has bought six of them. They bought one in North Carolina, uh, two in North Carolina, two in New York, and two somewhere up the coast, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I I was glad to see that. And when I when I heard that they bought those, it made me think that it was a result of of declining. Sales, because what do you do if you're in business and you need cash? The only way you can raise cash is debt, equity, or sell some assets. And so that made sense that they were they were turning over some of their stores.
3: But let me ask you this, and then I'll get off the phone. Sure. If fix was that concerned about safety and overall, you know, health, I guess, of the American public wouldn't they discontinue all of their football gear because of the CTE, you know, issues associated with football? I mean, if, if they're that concerned about it, I'm saying, you know, go all in, Mr. Stackhouse or Stack, whatever his name Stack, is.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, and,
3: go all in because I guarantee if you do a study about the number of people injured and killed uh, in the United States each year, there's, uh, there is going to be a significant number of people. Who are suffering from playing football? And I'm not against football. I mean, no one record and there. I'm just saying, if you're going to be that died in the wool, you know, about an issue, why don't you go all the way?
0: Well, and I think I think that's I think what you're bringing up is to me is the hypocrisy of what they did. Uh, there are a lot of injuries, a lot more injuries occur in the all the other sports than uh, from the 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 few gun related when and what we're seeing is more and more information is coming out while the gun related stuff gets a lot of press it's really pretty small in the grand scheme of things and, exactly. and so until they start address I mean let's face it there's more kids killed by texting and driving than will ever be killed in our lifetime with guns but we're not dealing do anything about that right because we, exactly. I'm sorry, I, <laughs> we did pass a law well, in Tennessee. I, we passed a law in Tennessee, right now. I just spent uh, approximately 12 hours on the road uh, in my car, passing people and being passed by people. Do you know how many people I saw with the phones up to their ear in these travels? A bunch, yeah. obviously more, more than you can count. I'm exactly. Sure. I've, now, Rob saw it this morning. I bought a a thing to hold my phone. Oh yeah, the, your little yeah thing. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought one to be because I'm I'm bad about it. I know that, so I'm really trying to be cognizant of it. But I mean, let's let's if we want to address this stuff, let's address it. I mean, let's put let's put how many people are killed by drunk drivers every year? Let's put a breathalyzer make it standard. Every car has a backup camera now. It's required. You know, every new car mm-hmm. make every new car have a breathalyzer. So if you're actually Uh, inebriated and shouldn't drive your car won't start let's do that so well we're breaking
3: our necks to legalize marijuana everywhere we can too and you talk about hypocrisy when you when you go down when you come down on tobacco like they have the last 20 years and the same people that was leading that charge are you know going to the mat for marijuana yep i i'll never figure that out never understand that
0: not, not that there's ever been anybody uh, affected by marijuana at all.
3: No, <laughs> absolutely not. Hey, <laughs> it's it, recreational, purely recreational.
0: It helps
1: Lay's and the other potato chip manufacturers. That's what keeps these people in business because those people get the munchies. And Twinkies and Little Debbies, that's all they want.
0: Hey, I work for
3: little Davy, so maybe I should reconsider my position on I marijuana. think you should, sir.
1: <laughs> if you want longevity,
0: get it past yeah. here job security <laughs> and buy stock <laughs> uh, All
3: right. good good talking to you guys. See thank you. you so much bye bye
0: bye you know and again uh, nothing personal against anybody at the 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 aforementioned store mm-hmm. Uh, the,
1: shall we henceforth call it the store that shall not be named? Here we go. Okay.
0: Uh, nothing. Nothing against the, anybody there except for the one guy that was argued with me over hunter
1: safety rules. <laughs> You'd only been doing it twenty years.
0: Well, he he gave he gave Alabama rules for a Chattanooga paper.
1: Okay, that's great for Alabama, but we are not in Alabama. Last or time I Or identified
0: as Ch- Alabama rules. Right. Because I'm too stupid to know the Tennessee rules because I hunt in Alabama. I get it. We're, we're, you know what? what? In teaching hunter safety, hmm. I learned all the rules for Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee. You know why? Because I teach kids from all of them. And I say, these are Tennessee laws. Alabama has different laws. No. Yes. No. Yes.
1: Only took you 20 years to figure that out. <laughs> okay. I can't believe so. – if somebody said, I'm a 20-year instructor of this, and you misquoted that, I would have said, oh, thank you for bringing that up to me. I will make an adjustment. Why? Yeah. Because you've probably been doing it longer than I've been born.
0: No, they didn't.
1: Oh, what a bunch of idiot people. I... Mm.
0: I like that. The store to be not named.
1: Yes, the the store that shall not be named. There All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to get on something –
1: Oh, Better. I, I want to go off here.
0: Okay, I'll give you two minutes.
1: All right. California now permits drivers to collect and eat roadkill. That's right, roadkill. In an effort to stop wasting wild Wait a minute,
0: ma- now. we have roadkill here.
1: We do, we do. Now, my question is, this has become now law in California. Since you cannot trap in California, you can't hunt anything in California, you can't have a gun in California, basically the only way you're going to get wild game meat is to run it over with your car. Because the governor and all the people out there, because you can't shoot them, you have to hug them to death, apparently, now out in California. And so the only way you're going to get an elk or deer, pop it with your car. So when you do, be sure and do that. California and a lot of people are saying, oh, my God, this can't be. Well, yes, let me tell you, Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Colorado, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Montana, New Hampshire, New York, New Jersey, North and Dakota, South Carolina, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, Vermont, and Washington all have roadkill laws. And now we get to include Colorado. And they said, oh, this is unheard of. Colorado, no. California. California, sorry.
0: Ugh. Go back down. Go back down. That's funny. New York, the the state of sterilization. <laughs>
1: yeah, let, yeah, let's give the deer vasectomies.
0: You've got to have a tag.
1: You've yeah. got to have a license or a tag. Right. I love this. I love this. So, if you're not a hunter and you hit the deer, you're out of luck.
0: I gotta buy a, a hunting license to keep roadkill. <laughs> I love New York. I'm glad I don't live there. Well, people in California
1: they're 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 outraged by this. How could they do this? Well, you're not. It's not going to make a deal unless you hit them with a cart. There's no way you can deer hunt out in California. So,
0: no, you're being a little
1: dramatic. Uh, maybe
0: it's uh, not quite that bad.
1: Uh, close. I may be stretching it just a little bit, but not by much.
0: Oh. Uh, there you go.
1: Oh, we've got some we got some idiot outdoors news if you want to get to that when we get back.
0: Uh, we just talked about California. Oh, we got more. We'll be right back, Tony Center's outdoors. There's a
3: chill in the air.
0: Campfires are burning, we're gathered round in chairs. Hey, our friends over at Sportsman's Warehouse want you to come by. Whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. You'll find name-brand products at better prices. If you don't see a gun on the shelf that you want, which I find really hard to believe, go to Sportsman's.com for over 8,000 additional guns to choose from. You have the gun shipped directly to the store. Every low prices, no shipping charges, no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. They'll give you points towards gift cards and special discounts. Be sure to like and follow Sportsman's Warehouse on Facebook for special events, promotions, and prizes. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Jack's Bait and Tackle
1: has everything you need for your next fishing trip. Jack's has small, medium, jumbo shiners, red worms, night crawlers, crickets, wax worms, skipjack, and they have a new shipment of toughies in. They have custom tackle, including K9 Fishing Line, the only shop to carry it, soft plastics, the popular Tennessee rig, and they also have loose crappie rods and bait casting reels in stock. Jax is just a short drive down Bonnie Oaks from 153 Exit, so it's a convenient stop on the way to the lake or river. They also carry a lot of snacks and drinks for your cooler so you can have something to drink or eat out fishing. Jax is at 4228 Bonnie Oaks Drive, and they're open seven days a week for all your bait and tackle needs. They're open Sunday through Thursday, 6.30 a.m. until 6 p.m., and Fridays and Saturdays from 6 a.m. until 6.30 p.m. Give them a call at 423 698 8339 and check out their Facebook page. Jax has been in business for over 50 years, so they know a lot about bait. Their bait is guaranteed to catch fish or die trying. Well my
3: baby, she's been watching all videos.
0: Corrected. It wasn't six film stream sources. 8 8 and they opened yesterday. Yesterday was a grand opening, so congratulations. Do you have an opinion? Yeah. Eight new stores at Sportsman's Warehouse.
1: Good deal. Sweet.
0: Sweet. Good deal. Eight. Eight. So next time I go to Asheville's, I can just go to Sportsman's. I don't have to. Yeah. Next time you go to New York, you can go up there. That's right. I did send a message to a guy that was railing about two things, but it was on 16-gauge society tradition society mm-hmm. he was railing about couldn't get ammo shipped into new york because of all the hassles you got to go through mm-hmm. and so that's when i said maybe you should hear me through the cue speaker um hang on a second go and um uh, you know have it shipped in order it through sportsman's and have it shipped in to uh to the store so that uh that would be better than going through all the process of having it shipped in, just have it shipped to the store and go buy and get it. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess you still got to go through the rule. I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't live up there. We need to ask our buddy Ron.
1: Yeah, let's make it as hard as possible to get anything you need up there. But you can you can me, roadkill. Man. Yeah, you can eat roadkill,
0: though. <laughs> so aim, aim for the
1: elk or moose.
0: Yeah. I wonder what insurance rates will do if you start eating a lot of roadkill up there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you had a dirty hippie news.
1: Yes. And
0: and, and and I hope folks realize we're not doing as much of this as we used to. We're, just, we're trying to be kinder and, kinder and more gent- gentle.
1: Kindler, gentler Tony Sanders outdoors. Yeah.
0: But this one was funny. Yeah. I'm going to read the headline. I'm going to let you do the story, all right? Let me do the headline. Okay. Headline. Through hikers, kicked off a plane because they smelled. See, I told
1: you they're dirty hippies. On October 15th, two Appalachian Trail hikers were escorted off a Frontiers airline flight at Boston's Logan Airport. The duo, who asked not to be named, I'm going to call them Stinky and Oh My Gosh, had just completed a northbound hike and said they had stopped to shower and changed into clean clothes before arriving. Yes, the clean clothes that they carried with
0: them. Hold on, hold on. They had taken a shower?
1: Yes. And changed into clean clothes? Somewhere. And still stunk? Yep. (laughs) Because they're dirty hippies. Nevertheless, shortly after boarding, they were approached by crew members who said that they would not be allowed to fly because at least one of them had what had been deemed to be offensive body odor. The hikers were walked off the plane, provided with travel-sized toiletry bags, and said they could try again the next day. Okay. They said they showered and put on clean clothes. Define clean. You have just hiked for X number of months. You've been exposed to the rain, the elements, and, you know, what? I don't know what clean clothes you have in your bag that only weighs 80 pounds because you've probably worn each outfit at least five to ten times during this months of, hunt, of hiking.
0: Did they not? wash the clothes in a creek or something
1: oh i'm i guess they try to but at some point creek water gets a little bit funky i can my waiters i wash my waiters and a few few trips later they smell like water funk i don't know what else to call it it's water funk these people got kicked off the plane because they were dirty hippies now here's the problem (laughs) yes they've got a lot of dirty clothes with them they've been on the trail i got it okay when you get when if you're if you can afford to fly home, then you can afford a hotel yeah, for the night. They were flying for free. Oh, wh- what? Where? Where?
0: They were flying on buddy passes because one of their oh. relatives works for the airlines.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't get that far, but
0: <laughs> you can't just read the headlines.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Frontier Frontier said it, it it needed to address the hygiene related concerns of other passengers. So. <laughs>
0: We love, this is from Frontier Airlines, we love the outdoors and welcome adventures on board our flights every day. The comfort of our customers while on board is always the top of mind of our team. We will work with passengers to ensure everyone has an enjoyable flight experience on Frontier, including addressing any hygiene-related concerns that may affect the flight. <laughs> they were truly dirty hippies.
1: They truly were. And see, the first thing that popped into my mind was, you remember earlier this year when I went up was in uh, Upper yeah. East Tennessee, and they had the Trail Days yeah. that was in Damascus, Virginia. I'm thinking there's two guys that are bearded, hairy, mud covered, wearing sundresses. This is the <laughs> first thing that popped into my mind. These sun—they're getting on the plane in sundresses.
0: Oh, too funny!
1: That freaked me out.
0: I'm year. sorry. That's now that's just funny. You got to admit that's funny stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay.
1: If you put clothes in a bag that you've been wearing for a couple of months, and then you put them in the bag, all your gear is going to smell. So, period. Yeah.
0: So this is, you know, that's why I like, I like, I like hunters, right? They spend a lot of money to cover their scent. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying not to smell. All right, and I don't know if you saw this. This was pretty wild. This is from Arkansas. Uh, an Arkansas hunter died after being attacked by a deer he had just shot. The 66-year-old man is believed to have been killed as he was hunting in the woods. Officials say he found, he was found with an antler puncture wounds on his body. So basically what happened was the guy shot it, I believe it was with a muzzleloader. And so he waited uh, before he, you know, started tracking the deer or whatever. Uh, got there and the deer was not dead. And it in turn attacked him, and he was punctured and have died from those punctures. Now it's not the first time someone's died at the hands of a, a animal. Uh, remember, we had the story last year: the guy that killed an elk. Mm-hmm. He was turning the elk uh, head to get a picture, and his hand slipped, and the antler fell and mm-hmm. a seven. Inch spike went right through his heart, mm-hmm. killed him. Uh, so it happens. You got to be careful. Uh, but this case, the 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 deer was none too happy with being shot, and uh, and and by all indications, the guy did the right thing. Uh, you know, in general, you should wait a good fifteen to thirty minutes before you you start tracking and approaching a deer, and always, always make sure that they're dead. They think about it, guys. You got 10-point deer. They have ten daggers on their head. And they're a lot tougher than you are. Oh, yes. So be careful when you, uh, you go out there. So
1: and reload before you go out
0: there. Just in the event that he's not
1: dead, you can make sure he's dead.
0: Absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Oh. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online then you can have it shipped directly to the store, Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway.
1: Bates Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Bates has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Bates Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty's
0: Fertilizer. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up this Saturday morning.
1: Rainy Saturday morning. Rainy Saturday morning.
0: morning. Headed, uh, Headed out to enjoy the outdoors.
1: I hope everybody is. Or at least can get out and have some fun in this nice fall weather. I love the fall. Favorite time of year.
0: It is nice,
1: just simply because I hate spring allergies. Oh. <laughs> the spring, when it's cool and nice in the spring, I like it. I just your, can't breathe. Your hurdle is small. Yes, my hurdle is small. I like <laughs> fall, less allergies, same weather as spring, just
0: different. <laughs> Actually, I do like I do like October.
1: I like I like October, November. I like December. I like January, February, March. Okay. Uh... April, May, that's when the stuff starts blooming, and that's when I started dying a slow, painful death. So,
0: Anyway. All right, what do we got calendar-wise coming up? Uh, November 8th
1: is the Fly Fishing Film Tour at the Camp House, 149 East MLK. Tickets are available online. They're also available uh, through any Trout Unlimited member, or you can buy them at the door. Doors open up at 7 o'clock, and uh, VIP seating opens up, I believe, at 530. VIP tickets are 50. Tickets at the door are 20, and you need to come see these great films. They are absolutely awesome, high-quality fishing films that will get you excited about spring fishing. Then on February 1st, the Bayside Wild Baptist game dinner will (laughs) be— I did it last year, too. Let me go ahead and apologize to all the Wild Baptists out there at Bayside. Let's try that again the Bayside Baptist wild game dinner at Bayside Baptist Church will open up around four ish uh... sorry about that then on the eighth Silverdale wild game dinner will be at Silverdale Baptist wild Silverdale I quit I quit Silverdale Baptist Church at four o'clock and we are an award winning show we were until I got up this morning the and Wild Baptists at
0: Bayside and Silverdale will be having their wild game dinners John's in gonna, February.
1: I'm going to get a phone call from John. You know I'm going to get a phone call from John. What do, you, what do you mean, Wild Baptist? <laughs>
0: and then the D Greenhead event will be happening on March 14th. I'll take care of the Man, Just relax. Okay.
1: All right, thanks. This is bad as loader muzzle season. Loader muzzle
0: season coming up. Oh,
1: gosh. Sorry about that. <laughs> it happened last year, and I was thinking, don't say it, don't say it. I need to rewrite this.
0: How do you rewrite <laughs> Bayside Baptist Wild Game Dinner? You, it's written correctly. I know. You just need to rewrite your head. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: And I do apologize to all parishioners at Bayside Baptist.
0: Oh, Silverdale, go ahead and apologize. Yeah, I'll go, let me go ahead and apologize to
1: Silverdale, too, because I'm probably going to do that before the end of the year anyway. So,
0: Hey, our friend uh, Tom Gavin called and said, Congratulations. And, and, oh. and we talked about in the first hour. Uh, we were very honored to be selected for uh, Excellence in Craft Award uh, for the Seopa Southeastern Outdoor Press Association. Uh, really, uh, it's, it's a huge deal, huge honor mm-hmm. uh, to be to be recognized by our peers. It's really, it's kind of cool. And then um, Richard Sims, congratulate you, Richard! Four awards,
1: Why four different Richard.
0: categories. Well, three different categories. He won two awards in one category. So, uh, Richard, congrats to him. He's still there. Um, pretty exciting times. It is. Thank you. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here for the last 12, 13 years. Tony Sanders Outdoors is proud to be your Saturday morning stop for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Have a good week. Pretty good, high on a hill, looking at a field downwind. You have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Lock us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.